Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Boot and Hearth podcast. We got a special one. We are in person for this pod. Ted Shearer, how, how are you feeling? How's the, how's the couch? In the flesh. It's a nice couch. It's a nice couch. Can't complain about it. You hear that, Bella? It's a nice couch. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're happy to be in, in person to record, I guess, the second to last preseason podcast that we'll have. Um, we're going to go through a bit more transfer news and, and general offseason stuff going on in this one, and then we go and meet probably later this week because um, we got some travel plans. We will do our preseason predictions because, Ted, season is like two weekends away. It's crazy, man. It actually flew by. I feel like we were just talking about the run-in at the end of the season well, three weeks ago. Like, in like, I think it was, I think it was probably two weeks ago, you and I were talking about how there was a complete lack of, like, pod, like, just general content that we could consume around the Premier League. Then it's like, holy shit. We're back. We're literally <laughs> back. Yeah, we're absolutely back. Um, we have only the most up-to-date uh, takes. Our takes age like fine wine. Oh, yeah. We've never had a bad take. No. In uh, the podcast history, and Never. on that note, I'm gonna <laughs> cheers to Ted one cheers. for being in person. Yep. And then also cheersing uh, our great takes because we will move straight into Jordan Henderson to Al Etifak for twelve million pounds plus uh, plus some add-ons. Um, also, side note, Fabinho um, to Al Etihad. We'll go into that one maybe a bit longer, but. Motherfucker, dude, <laughs> unreal. I mean, uh, the fact that we talked about it, like there was, there was pretty much, like it was pretty preliminary. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. very much rumor mill kind of thing. And then to have that, I feel like it, it probably dropped the next day, maybe two days. I, it, it, it was so because when we were talking about it, it was like, oh, they're showing interest and everything. He hadn't like denied it at that point. And I remember my takes being specifically. Absolutely no way. There's no <laughs> way this happened. Happen. I think what came out of my mouth was there's no way he gained <laughs> the six pack that he got and got in the shape that he did to go play in Saudi Arabia. It was yeah no it was it was picture perfect comedic timing on point uh, yeah and then to have Fabinho thrown in there as well that can't feel good. Yeah, we weren't even like <laughs> the Fabinho thing wasn't even on our radar and uh, so the Fabinho one we we can touch on that one real quick because the Fabinho one it's forty million pounds. Going to Liverpool, I'm pretty comfortable with that fee. I like the fee a lot. That's I mean, fine. He was leaving. It, under, like, he potentially was leaving. Essentially, this season was going to be a transition gotcha. period between uh, between him, us bringing in someone to replace him at the six, provide competition for him at the six, and then and then probably take over after the. Um, after next year, or after this upcoming year. But he's gone now. There's a bit of problems with that, and we'll get into the depth in a bit. But the Jordan Henderson one, that one threw me for a loop. Not less so because he was leaving, because, I mean, he's 33. Yeah. Like, he's he's one of the older members of the squad. we got a leader. But the fact that he's going to Saudi Arabia after being such a advocate and ally for LGBTQ people, and to... Just completely sweep that under the rug. Yeah, is just a brutal. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's tough, especially in today where you know you, you either you stand for something or you're against it. You know, it's just a really tough spot to be in. Um, and I mean, 
the kind of money coming out of Saudi right now, it, it's enough to make you question anything you're doing and, you know, what your your plan is. But, like, especially for these guys, you know, kind of towards the end of their career, it, it just, you know, it's a tough spot. Um, the question I have for you, man, is have you uh, have you decided which, which kit you're going to get? Is it the L. Eddie Fack one? Or the, no, uh, come uh, on. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think in Liverpool, if we can just ignore, uh, we're, we're going to go in a, a – a, I'm going to black out. Uh, for the next <laughs> four years of Jordan Henderson and Steven Gerrard being Dude, in there. I'd be excited. Y'all have a, like, in in, in a league where we're experiencing, I feel, so much, tr- like, transition in terms of, like, a lot of big-name players moving on or yeah. leaving. This league is, I feel like it's pretty young right now in terms of just, like, up-and-coming talent. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, like, if I was a Liverpool fan... I kind of be excited seeing all the new faces and, and, and new new names coming to the team. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for for all the new faces and stuff like that. But it's for for a club. The I think the Jordan Henderson one, Jordan Henderson transfer is going to sit really poorly with people for years and years to come because Liverpool is a club that is probably more politically intertwined in English football than most other clubs and it's just the nature of what Liverpool you know Liverpool is a city um, and what the team has been through previously with Hillsborough and stuff like that and so to see your club captain you know someone who's been at the club for 12 years essentially he's been a or maybe eight um, but he's been the captain for most of it you really think it's going to sit that poorly? Yes, 100%. Even the, even 100%. The, even the news coming out that, that Klopp literally went one-on-one to Anderson and just kind of had a very, you know, upfront discussion about, you know, you're probably not going to see the playtime you want. Well, I mean, but that was, like, anyone and their mothers would have known that that was going to be the case for for a 33-year-old Jordan Henderson who played a, a less of a role than he did years previously last year and we still didn't do well. Sure. Like he, it was clear that 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 wasn't going to. I think it was very clear to most people that he wasn't going to get the playing time. But the the, the thing that's going to stick with people poorly is Where is is to to be as vocal in progressive views and and advocating for people. And then to go and take the paycheck. And then to go and take the paycheck in a country where any of these people could be killed for for just who they are as yeah. people. Is is is? What do you re- think they're more mad about him just leaving or? The no, no, not not him it's leaving. Where he's, where going. he's going? Where he's going? Yeah. If he would have gone to Sunderland, or I think if he would have gone to any other Premier League club, I think people would have been meh about it. Yeah, I don't think any other like I I don't I don't I honestly don't think it would have been a big deal if he I think people would have been upset that they couldn't give him the sending off that he sure. wanted. That makes sense. Um, but this is heartbreaking. I mean, just going because and and Jamie Carragher touches on this really well in a op-ed he did about Jordan Henderson's move, uh-huh. where he says, "Now, with what's happening to Jordan Henderson right now, the amount of backlash that he's getting on this move, people are going to be more afraid to be called hypocrites." Rather than actually cut, like like then then speak out, they're going to be afraid to speak out on yeah. things because they don't want to be make a move like that. Yeah, in case they need to make a move like that in the future, and so this this is a major impact of sports washing because of 
how far it will set back marginalized communities exactly. like LGBTQ and stuff like that, yeah. where a, a voice that was as prominent as... He was voted Ally of the Year. Yeah. I don't think it was an LFC-based thing. I think it was just Ally of the Year for some UK-based okay. organization. And so to yeah, have him yeah. essentially... It literally get bought out of his stance. Yeah. Um, is, is really damaging to the community as a whole. And people who support the community, people who are about it. So I, I think that's, that's why... It'll be really hard, and it'll take a long time for him to recoup a lot of the respect that people had for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I don't. I just like. I guess my opinion on it has become that like. And here's where I have I have trouble. Just kind of, I guess. Well, not trouble, but I guess I kind of understand why they make some of these decisions. Like, I, in my opinion. The media makes a lot more, and, and this is just kind of how how the world has been yeah. recently. I think the media, and, and there's just a lot of outside pressure um, from clubs, from media, from, you know, I guess managers potentially, but, like, my point is that these players don't necessarily care about these things. Like, I'm yeah, not saying yeah. Henderson doesn't care about LGBTQ. That's not what I'm saying. No, but Because he clearly does. He's clearly very outspoken about it. You know, has, has done a number of things to support that community. But, like, I definitely think there are cases where these players do not... They're just wearing wearing the armband or... Not to say they're against it either. Just, like, they definitely don't care as much as maybe... It's low-hanging fruit. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that take specifically is, like, very popular right now among especially Liverpool fans. Like, because yeah. it was just, it was convenient for him yeah. at the time. It was very easy for him to wear the rainbow laces, say, mean, like, say what he was saying. What are you going to do? What are you going to not do it and then have people, like, the whole the rest of your career, you, I, you people are just like, oh, so you, you don't support the LGBTQ. Well, it's just so much easier. It's so much easier to be silent yeah. on things where, where you have to advocate for a marginalized society. It's yeah. mo- so much easier to stay quiet on something like that. Yeah. And the fact that... that he was someone who was kind of trailblazing, in yeah. a sense, for promoting the LGBTQ community, and then to get bought out. Like, I mean, in the in the in the release in the in the signing video that El Adifak released, they photoshopped out him wearing the armband and all of the, the in the hype video. They literally edited out him wearing the rainbow that is armband. Insane! Absolutely, what like they are so committed. To keeping down LGBTQ people and 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 hurting them in that way. That that when I read that, I was like, "Holy shit!" It's like, that it, is insane. Like that is so aggressive of oppression on on people who are like it. I I heard a, a great take on a, a podcast called the Football Ramble that there was a guy on there who said like this is not it's not a political stance. Like LGBTQ people should not be a political stance. It is just in it's an unalienable right. Yeah. It is allowing someone to be themselves, to be a human being. Yep. And and to have someone who supposedly stood for those rights and had a lot of people believing that he stood for those rights to get bought out in this way. It's very stark. It's yeah. it's just it's, it's very stark. One eighty. But um. But yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And I mean, I mean, the 
on the on the bright side though, quick shout out to a a, a small small town. <laughs> Might uh, have heard of him. Yeah, French French player, um, Kylian Mbappe. You were talking about all the money that Saudi's throwing around. They threw out a bit. Seven hundred, right? It was well, it was three hundred million euros to to um, um, PSG. PSG accepts it. The contract would have been at least three hundred million for a year, up to seven hundred million is... for commercial rights. Like that's that's a billion dollars for one year that's of a enough player to make anybody question anything they've ever done in their life. Much less, and, and again, much less a cause that is thrust upon them by a club or the media, you know? So, like, I, I just think it's such a tough spot to be in. But the fact that he, it's reported by multiple turned sources, down. turned down even a yeah. meeting with them. Yeah. Turned down, would not even, yeah. uh, uh, would props, not even entertain Props it. to him. Props now, to him. Now, whether, and that's the crazy thing about something like this. That's absolute crazy. Like, I don't think he's ever been outspoken on something like this. I don't think he's, he, he's definitely not come out and said I anything about, about uh, LGBTQ or, or anything like that since, but... Just the action of doing that shows that, like... You can. Yes. You can do that. Very well. Know? And granted, he's what? I think he's like 22 or something. He's 23. Not, I mean, he's, he's super he's young. He's still going to... He's going to probably earn that much. Easily. For the rest. Yeah. Like, like in his career yeah. and beyond, for sure. Definitely. Um, especially if he plays his cards right. So, it, like, I don't think it, it was him... It's a bit different from him turning it down and like maybe Ruben Nevish, Nevish who was uh, the he's the Wolves guy. Yeah, no, who went there who's twenty six, yeah. and like it's a bit different because would Nevish made as much as he like throughout the rest of his career? Probably not. But it's it's just it it's I'm happy to see it. like 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 and but that is a billion dollars getting thrown for a year of a player. Yeah, if that's not blatant promotion of an oppressive regime. Oh, no, it absolutely is. And that's one of this piff back clubs. Uh, a promo- it was El Halal who went in front. If, that, if that's not blatant promotion of, of an oppressive regime, then I don't know what is. It, it's, the thing uh, is, though, like, and I don't want to get on this again because we've already talked about it, but just like the longevity of what they're trying to do. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. That can't, like, even, even with the amount of money they have, right, that can't be... A formula for sustainability in terms of like bringing people to that league, offering that much money for one year. Mm-hmm. If you're Mbappe, you're taking like even it, it, say you do take that, yeah. you're taking that for a year and then you're leaving again. Yeah, to to go to Real Madrid, yeah, which exactly. is what it, which, which is what's gonna happen. Yeah. So. And and like this could have been a, a like, I think it would have been very easy for him to say, yeah, I'm gonna go. Like it 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 could have been very easy for him to say, yes, yes. I'm gonna make three hundred million one year of my life for one year and yeah. then go. I like I will have suitors in Europe. Yeah, like there's no like I'll still be in the French national team. Yep. This is an off year. It's not like we're leading up to a World You're Cup go or something score, like, like that. Fifty bazillion goals. This is literally like it would have been a perfect situation for him to go and do something like this. Yeah. But the fact that he won't even take the meeting, yeah. I think is, is, is beautiful. It's a stand. It's beautiful. It's a stand for sure. It's, it's beautiful. Um, Hopefully people, you know, look at that and, you know, realize that, Hey, I, I mean, I can, and like you said, it is, it is a different scenario for sure. But like, yeah, but it's not that. Di- yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it would have been a big sign for younger players going yes. over there and everything. Yes. Um, uh, for sure. But, um, getting anyway. off of, 
You go. You got a few more points for Liverpool. Let's let's give. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's because uh, now that they've they've left, there's a bit of a hole there. Yeah, we've audio doom scrolled for long enough. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Romeo Lavia, the conversation around him is heating up for Liverpool. It's probably going to be about fifty million pounds uh, to bring him into the club. I am a bit worried for Liverpool. We talked about this last year, um, where Fabinho was really kind of the only holding midfielder, yeah. the six that we had. Yeah. And now that he's gone, and now that we're kind of shifting into this different like way of playing where there might be two sixes. Yeah. Um, and now you've got yeah, one less. We've got one. We've got, we've lost the starter for yeah. the last. It was it was eight, the locked down that position for the last five years. You know. Um, and you haven't signed another one yet. Yeah, and Romeo Lavia, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a ton of potential, but he makes a lot of mistakes too. He's very raw. Do he's, I want him starting week fairly, in week out? How old is he? He's nineteen. So yeah, like he's like, super that's, that's young. That's what you get with young players. You're gonna get those mistakes, and like coming in at nineteen to be able to then you know play under Klopp, I feel like that's huge. Yeah, and but like, and 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 he's gonna need time. So while he's taking time, who's going to play in that sixth? Yeah. And so I think the the signings that come through... Hoybier, I think, is uh, on the market. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm fine. fine. Yeah, he you, can go to Saudi Arabia. Right that's fine. Yeah, he can go to Saudi Arabia. Right. Um, no, I, I, think, I think if we bring in a right back, I think Connor Bradley staying, who is someone, a young talent that we've had, he was on loan at Blackburn Rovers last year, played right back, won their player of the season was great for them. Um, so I think if we bring in another right back, I think Trent may go there. Curtis Jones just played there against Leicester, mm-hmm. and he popped off. He had a really good, good game. game. I mean, yeah. you know, championship level. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, championship, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The standard you're playing against <laughs> yeah. there is, is definitely less. Uh, but um, I think... Um, I think there's a lot of options to go there. I think Alexi McAllister has played there as well. Um, uh, so there's a situation for that to happen. And uh, I think Alexi McAllister and Curtis Jones kind of play the same position in a midfield where they're um, left-sided uh, eights, essentially tens. Yeah. Um, so they'll, we'll see what happens there. But I'm, I'm curious because, like you said, the season is right around the corner. two weeks away. Klopp's system is not the easiest to just no, come in and play. So no. we need to, like, there needs to be signings soon. So, um, like, we were kind of talking about that before we started this. Um, one, like, what are you looking for in the signings market for Liverpool right now? And then also, like, it, it's been a quiet summer. It, it has. I think just in terms of Liverpool as a whole, I think... Um, I'm trying to see uh, one more midfield signing. If it is Lavia, so be it. Um, and then maybe a defender. And if it's a right back, then we know where Trent's going. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we need at least one more signing, in, and I want them in sooner rather than later. But yeah, no, we were talking about this earlier. It has been a very quiet summer. And like the last couple of podcasts that we've done have been Liverpool and Tottenham dominated. But that's because the only things going on right now... Are, Liverpool and Tottenham. Like Liverpool had a very aggressive window at the beginning of this with McAllister, Sabazlai. Yeah, right at the beginning. It was like boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah, Harry Kane, had, like Harry Kane's been... He, James he, Madison coming in. Yeah, James yeah. Madison coming in and everything. Um, 
Newcastle's put in a, a good amount of work, and we'll talk we'll talk about them later. But like, so Spitz front of the pod, yeah, Harry Spitz front of the pod, a uh, big West Ham uh, guy, and he sent us a message earlier today and said. Our summer has been so shit. Yeah. And it has been. They've done nothing with Nada. the Declan Rice money. Nada. Like, I, Arsenal's been popping off as well, but like... But, like, but we don't want to talk about No, no, no. Who gives a shit about them? Nobody um, And I think we talk about them enough. Um, So, um, but West Ham have not done a thing with the Declan Rice money right now. What's what's up with that? Where is that, like, like they need to spend that? They finished 15th last year. They need to spend that. What like, are they Yeah, they're going to be in Europa League. But he, like we, they, they showed last year that them being in Europe and competing in the league did not play Doesn't well. Doesn't work. And they had Declan Rice in the midfield. They don't have Declan Rice now. They need to make replacements. Because 15th, they finished 15th. I wouldn't say it was necessarily... Like, it wasn't competitive. The bottom of the table was not competitive. It was close, but it wasn't competitive. And the fact that they were in that mix for most of the year, like, they need to bring people in. Do you think, all right, so, obviously, ideally, they bring they bring somebody and they spend that money. Worst case scenario, they don't bring anybody in. Definitely not a great season. Like, unless something, definitely, like, something crazy happens and they, you know, they completely mm-hmm. change how they operate. Who does the, like... That's that's the that's the end of Moyes, right? Like that's oh one hundred percent. I I would I would not be surprised if Moyes doesn't make it through next season. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, that's he gotta was, be it. The only the only thing that kept him was in that, that they seat. Kept, he, they kept him up. Or he kept them up. Well, he kept them up, and they won Europa uh, Conference yes. League. So he won them a trophy last year. But I think uh, I I would I would be surprised if I heard any West Ham fan saying, "Oh yeah, like he, it's it's un, he's untouchable." Yeah, he's not. He's not. No. Especially if what happened last year happens this year in that league. Because they won't win Europa League. Nothing they're not, they're not going to win Europa League. There. Especially with Liverpool being in Europa League. Brighton will be in Europa League. Both those teams are way better than yes. West Ham. Yeah. The competition in Europa League will be high. So, yeah, they're not. Sorry, like, Moyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moyes, is, Moyes is probably. But, um, I mean, Burnley's made some uh, Burnley's made some moves. Yeah, and they've 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 done a good job advertising as well. <laughs> they've done a great job advertising. So they released a uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine. It was it was a it was a callback. It was a shout out to Brooklyn Nine Nine, and uh, they did they did uh they did that lineup. Yeah, we watched the video right before we started recording. They did a lineup and they went through the whole scene. They literally played. I swear to God, it was a two minute clip. The whole scene from the it show. It was the full bit. Yeah. It was the full <laughs> opening scene. Full yes. bit. And then, and then at the very end, uh, one of the guys holding up his like you know essentially like I don't even know what they call it, but like in his the, lineup in the card lineup. or whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's their player, and, and you know he does the whole announcement little spiel, and it's it's so good. But then you showed me the other well, one. And, yeah, then there was another one. There was way more unhinged where they did they did a Teletubby one where it's the the guy gets enough one. The guy who's announcing himself, so bland. Oh, I mean, yeah. Clearly, English is not his first language, so it's hard to, you know, put some... It's like, put some I... <laughs> but it was like, it was it was very bland. It was just, I don't, I could not tell you who those two players was were. Was that from this offseason, or was that from... Those were both, both from this, from this both offseason. Both from Yo, this offseason. I want to meet the guy in charge of Burnley's social media accounts and those announcement videos, because yeah, those mean, are, that is so good. Like, I, like neither of us... Could na- I, I couldn't name those players. Could no. you name those players? No idea who this yeah, is. Absolutely no clue who those <laughs> players were. And yet, here we are, like, like talking about Burnley. Yeah. 
Um, so good for them. Um, but yeah, I think it's just been a quiet summer overall. Um, I think Chelsea too. I mean, Chelsea offloaded a lot. I don't think Chelsea needed. Chelsea to sign wasn't him. signing players. Chelsea didn't. It need was it. all but about. They're, still, they're going back and forth with Moises Caicedo, like like talking about Moises. Well, Caicedo. they are asking. They are asking so much. A brightness. Caicedo. And like my worry about that and the Harry Kane thing, and we'll get into Tottenham here in a second. But my worry about both of these is if the prices that you're asking for get met even with the tough negotiations, it leaves you with very little time yeah. to repl- replace these players. You're screwed. And I know, like, Brighton's recruitment has been really good. Good. My worry about that is is Tottenham's recruitment is... Or not not Tottenham, Southampton's recruitment, early, like, in mid-2000s, they were one of the best... They were the epitome of the best-run club. And because they kept hitting on recruiting, they got Sadio Mane, they got Virgil van Dijk, you can't they got Alex Oxley Chamberlain. I mean, you can't keep hitting your like run. That. Your run runs out. Yeah, yeah. And they've got Enciso, like they've got like Moises Caicedo. These guys who they are buying for pennies on the dollar from uh, different places. I don't know what they've done in the summer. We can talk about it. I, I I'm going to look into it a bit more for the next pod, but. Like, you sound like a deserving skeptic, man. I believe he's going to... Oh, my God. He's overrated. I'll say it right now. Clip it. Clip it. Pull, hold me back. There it is. There's the when they, when they are When they are in the top four uh, and, and keeping out Liverpool and whatever, then uh, I can I, eat those words, but he's overrated. I kind of agree with you. I will say, yeah. So, say they do eventually make this Kaysanity. What was the last number you saw it's like eighty. I think it's probably be around a hundred. I, I mean, saw it's like 80, between eighty to hundred. One hundred and seven mil was the last number I saw, which was, I think that's with all the with Chelsea and bid or Chelsea. No, it, I don't want to. I don't want to take it, everything I'm saying with a grain of salt right now because it's purely. But those are, those are the numbers that we're saying between the, eighty to hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money. And yeah. to your point, yeah, you're running out of time to make that deal go through and then spend said money. So yeah. like. I see the concern there, um, but then you end up in the situation. You also, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you. You end no, up, and, and and you can keep going after this. I just want to raise a point with this as well. You end up in the situation like with West Ham, where everyone and their mothers knows West Ham now has a hundred and five million pounds to spend on whoever they oh, want. Oh, you want Harry Maguire? Hundred mil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you trying to bid for these players previously. Yeah, just became a shit ton hard. Oh yeah, which is a good problem to have if you've got that money in the bank and you're trying to spend it. It's a good problem to have, but. Just because you've got that money, yeah, I'm assuming you probably have players in mind to replace them. That you want. What what the prices that you think you can get them at? But definitely as, good. As stuff. soon as yeah yeah any any estimate you had on those players and what you were going to spend to to you know re- reinforce the team, those those go out the window because everybody knows how much money you have. Like that estimate, and and, and on top of that, like that's stacked on top of the inflation that already occurs when you're trying to buy a Premier League player. Yes. You know? Or or a Premier League club trying to buy a player. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just, yeah, it's it's not a good spot. Um, I'm not too worried about them because, like, they, correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't really lost anybody either. Yeah, yeah, like, so, yeah. So so the, the, the team is still there. They lost They've McAllister had, for pennies. Well, I mean, that was a steal. True, right? yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. So but he was going. He was going. They he was that. out the door. Yeah. But so my point is, like, I think you do see some sort of regression just because it's hard to sustain that kind of success as a mid-table team. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do see some regression to the mean. But also, you got to factor in that you've now got... Because he... Deserby came in mid-season, right? October. 
Yeah, so which like, is, I guess, mid-season because... because relatively. Of the, World Cup. And yeah, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. But um, you got a full off-season under your belt with him now. Yeah. A little more yeah. time to implement things, a little more time to tweak things here and there. So I think, yeah, I think maybe a little regression isn't unreasonable, but I don't, I don't see them, like... I don't see them going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They finished sixth. Yeah, they finished sixth. Liberal, yeah, Liverpool finished fifth. They finished sixth. They finished sixth with... Chelsea down there as well, and Tottenham also down there. Yeah, and so if both of those teams ramp it up, which Pasta Coglu, it oh. might they might not be there at the beginning of the season, we're but towards the there. end of the season, we're gonna be there. I I am just very excited to be able to talk Tottenham with someone who's not hating their life Dude, every time that we pod. It's like a breath of fresh air. Oh my god! It is. Have you watched any? Have you watched any of the? We'll, we'll get into Tottenham in a bit. We'll, we, yeah, we we're, we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit. Um. Yeah, summer's been quiet. Like, like it, it's it's been it's been pretty quiet. You know who it, has, it hasn't been quiet for? Very busy man, uh, Mr. David De Gea. Uh, <laughs> He's had quite a few things float across his desk, and then float across his desk again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, what Ted's alluding to here is David De Gea is leaving Manchester United. Um. So one to preface this. He was, he, he was the best paid player at Manchester United, which is already a team that has an insane wage budget. Huge. He was he, he was definitely the most paid player there. Uh, do you do you have any idea of a ballpark on how much he was getting? Weak? I don't want to know. I, I can't give a number off the top okay, of my head. Okay. Maybe you can look can, it up yeah, while, yeah. while I'm going through yeah, this. Yeah. So so David Haye was on a lot of money. His contract was going out at the end of the summer. So Manchester United offer David De Gea a contract on a cut wage. And uh, he accepted that offer. Manchester United then, before it gets signed and across the dotted line, do you have the number? Yeah, I do. So he was making 375000 per week for oh my 19.5 million per year. So to put that in context, Mo Salah, who... The team had to take a vote essentially to give him to break the wage structure for him. Uh-huh. Mo Salah is on three thirty a week, That's so insane. he was making fifty thousand a week more than nuts. Mo Salah at Liverpool. <laughs> so that's insane. That is crazy. Um, uh, so David Hay got offered a, a a cut price contract essentially. Yep. He accepted that yeah. and said, uh, "Yeah, I'll stay." Sure. Then they said. Hey, Wow. Well, so I don't know if you read the news, but the yeah. Onana deal just went through. It wasn't the the Onana deal <laughs> hadn't gone through at that point. Like they was just they were just they were like no, but that's what I'm saying. They had like what I'm thinking. If I'm in that room, the only reason I'm even like like I'm thinking okay, great, we've got it for an, we've got him for another contract. He's taking the cut price. The only thing like making me go back and do what what ha- like like. Come back with another. Yeah. So what they what they did was it was they said no, we're actually not going to offer you that contract. We're not going to honor that deal. We're going to give you even less money than we initially offered you, and you take that and you can stay or else get the fuck out. And so like that's what I'm saying. Like the only way you pull some shit like that is like if you're you're sitting on this deal and then you go to De Gea, you get him to sign the cut rate deal, and then something happens. With the Onana deal, and you're like, okay, he's definitely coming. Yeah. Let's go back with a lower offer and see if we can get him off the books. 
You know? Well, because... Because that's just like, that is some slimy shit. I, so, so... The Onana deal didn't go through for another couple of weeks after that. But I'm saying behind closed doors, they had to have Yeah, something. yeah. Right? I, it's like, one, even with it, it is super slimy, what they just did. So disgusting. Did you know David De is, I think, either the second most tenured or the most tenured Manchester United player up to this point? He'd been with the club for like 10 plus years. I didn't know it, but I believe it. He'd been, he was the most tenured club, or most tenured person at the club. And this is how they treat him on the way out? Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Like, he didn't, I I know he didn't have a particularly great season, right? Like, he was definitely off his... He didn't fit the the Ten Hag system. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I, kind of get it. Do you think... Okay, so... But he won Golden Gloves. New question. New question. Do you think this is, like, Ten Hag really putting his stamp and, like, really kind of forcing this to happen? Like, this just doesn't seem like a man... Like, Man United is, like like, a very, like... Traditional club. Yes, I feel like, it is. It is that. the English club. So this yeah, is yeah. this like the only for thing that's really it, changed yeah. has got to be like it's it's Ten Hag, right? I see. The thing is, is I haven't heard in the in the discourse that I've heard around the fallout yeah. from this. I haven't heard anything about Ten Hag uh-huh. on this. Okay. So I don't know Ten Hag. I, I would assume it has to have some. It's clear <laughs> Ten Hag was. Not or, or or David De Gea was not his preferred yeah. number one. I knew that he he, he Ten Hag definitely wanted someone else, someone who could play with their feet, someone who could build up from the back and be a sweeper keeper. He's a shot stopper. That's it. He's go, he's a goalkeeper. Yeah. And so I think it's clear that Ten Hag didn't value him in the same way that other managers may have valued him. So, in that scenario. I could see because of Ten Hag's valuation being lower, the club as a whole or whoever was a part of de- negotiating this uh-huh. was like, oh, well, well, then maybe not. Because I, I can't, like... It just doesn't s- seem like Man U to me. It, it, it's, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, like, like I don't give Man U a lot of credit, and that's because I fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> but also, for a club, you expect more from a club this... For somebody there that long? Yes. You expect more from a club this this high standing within within the game. So um, shame on them. But they do get Andre Onana in. Uh, great signing. Great signing. Great piece of business for Inter Milan or Inter as well. Uh, so apparently, complete side note: you're not supposed to call Inter Inter Milan. Really? It's like calling Rangers Glasgow Rangers and calling. Sporting Club de Portugal, Sporting Lisbon. What it's about, like bad form. What about AC Milan? No, they are Milan. So, so oh, you call okay. so AC Inter Milan. and then Milan. Yeah, so it's ah. Inter and then Milan. So you call AC Milan Milan no, if you're going to shorten it. There, yeah, 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 yeah. Next time you're at yeah, San Siro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so apparently they're 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 separate things. But um, anyway, uh, it was it was something interesting that I I because uh, no. I I never thought about it. No. I, like I never yeah. You but, wouldn't think about it. Um, it makes sense, uh, I guess. Um, I mean, all I'm saying, man, is we got Vicario as our starting goalie from uh, from from Syria. Yeah, and like, he's looked real good. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, he's yeah. a real phenom. Um, but like, worst comes to worst, we would take De Gea in a heartbeat. I have to, I, I have to think. I I would have to imagine. Like, I, I mean, our only alternative there is is 
Fraser Forster. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's signed anywhere. Vicario did not look good in his no. in his. He's uh, young though. He's young. He's yeah, young. but but he, he so he didn't look good in one of his preseason games. He still won a trophy. Tottenham's got a trophy. Yeah, <laughs> we have ex-player um, trophies. Um, the um, but De Gea, I feel like there be people. Now the question is: Is he willing to take a pay cut for it? Like how? Like where? Where's where's the line going to be? I think he's a bit older. I think he's. I think he's probably. Uh, thirty two. Thirty two. That's not that old for a goalie. You played with 30, 38 year old Hugo Lloris. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's like, another that's six what years. I'm saying, I think. Man. And De Gea, De Gea is still. He is a great shot stopper. Yeah. He is a great traditional goalkeeper. So if you get a team that doesn't necessarily want to play from the back, I don't think he would fit Pasta Kovalev's system. I was about to say he doesn't fit the system, but like when your alternatives are what we've got. Like I feel like De Gea is going to be a great. You'd yeah. be a fool not to at least look at it. It would be. I'm not. I don't want to even put this into the atmosphere, but I'm going to say it anyway. It would be a massive shame to see him go to like Saudi Arabia or something. That's like what that. I'm. So that was that was my next thing was like, you. I could definitely see that. Like, like this dude's won Golden Gloves in yeah. the past like five years. I mean, dude, he is with with at least you know I'd say at least three. Three more years, four yes. more years of oh, one hundred good goalkeeping. Like, I I do think I, I think I think he I'd be lying if I said I didn't see that happening though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went. I hope he doesn't go. I think he could do great stuff in like La Liga or even maybe ended up back in or ended up back in La Liga. Where did he come from in La Liga? Do you know? Yeah, I, I don't know, but if he ended up back in La Liga, or if he went to went to Syria, I could even see him going to Syria as well. Oh, he came from Atletico. Yeah, he came from Atletico, and I mean they've got Jan Oblak right now, who who's fire last year. But um, I I think he there's still room there there there's a place for him in top five. How many appearances do you think he's made for Mania? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Let's play higher or lower. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna start at I'm gonna start at five hundred. Lower. Lower. Okay. What four hundred? Higher. Damn, dude. Yeah. You nailed it though. You know. Where it. is it? Where is 415? it? Four fifteen. Holy yeah. shit, dude. That's a lot. That is that a is ton. A lot. <laughs> that is, and especially four fifteen in a massively turbulent. Yeah, Manchester United team. Definitely. Yeah, like, he's been through so many rebuilds. I feel like. Well, when not, when so was his first rebuilds, year? Do you know when his first year was? First year with Man U was uh, two thousand eleven. So he was there for the tail end of Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson. He won Sir Alex Ferguson's last. Was he, was he there? Was he there for when? This is gonna make me sound real stupid, but like I don't. I'm not up to date. Yeah, this was yeah. Prior to my time following, but was he there? When did Ronaldo leave the first time? Oh, he left the first time in, like, 2007, okay, I okay. think, So he wasn't there for yeah. the end of that, but, like, he was obviously there for the comeback. No, but he was there for, so, so, Man United won in, like, 2012 or something like that, yeah. and Al- Sir Alex Ferguson left in, like, 2013. Okay. So he was there for the very tail, tail end, end of Sir Alex Ferguson, and then was there for literally all of the bullshit. so much. Literally all That's of the so bullshit. That's so much bullshit. <laughs> so much! <laughs> And he put up with all of it. He didn't leave. There were chances for him to leave. There was literally, I think he didn't go to Real Madrid off of a fax machine error. What a warrior. <laughs> and so, like, 
he's been there through the absolute worst of it, and to have him treated like this at the end is, is just, it's brutal. Um, huh. Well, best of luck, man. Yeah, well, I wonder uh, I wonder if uh, Joe Lewis would have had information on him leaving, who, uh, who he would have told it to. So... Uh, okay, let's get into it. I guess so. so yeah, for the for the audience, Joe Lewis was recently. So what what is who is Joe Lewis? Who Joe is? Lewis is our co-owner, I suppose. You've got Levy and you've got Lewis. Lewis has largely, for the entirety of his ownership with Enoch, been been very much. Enoch is the owner ownership. Enoch group. is the corporation yeah, that yeah. that that he essentially represents. Um, and for the large majority of, of his time as ownership, you don't hear from Joe Lewis. You don't hear a peep from Joe Lewis. I don't think he's ever, to my knowledge, I don't think he's ever done like a presser. I genuinely didn't know who he was. Yeah, uh, like, nobody does. Yeah, yeah. Nobody does. Because Levy's the face face of all that. Um, Joe Lewis. Daniel, Daniel, come on, uh, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. 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 Mr. Levy. Yeah. No, well, he, yeah, he signs off on his, uh, off on his things, Daniel. Call me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you, you probably haven't heard of Joe. Um, but so, which is how I would assume he likes it. Probably. Yeah. I think it's definitely by design. Joe Lewis was recently, um, uh, he was arrested or maybe taken. No, he, he turned, his, he turned yeah. himself yeah, yeah. in. He was indicted on, um, you know, on, on charges, uh, insider, to insider, tra- insider trading. Yeah. And so there's been a whole lot of hoopla going on. He, he, you know, he, I recently found out today he ple- he has pled not guilty to the charges. Surprise. Yeah, big surprise there. And and you know, he was hoping he weasels out of these these charges it's, it's somehow. Or or, you know, best case scenario, I'm not an Enoch out guy because I feel like if I'm an Enoch out guy, there's gonna be a bigger, badder man that steps in and takes takes control. Yeah, of it. especially with the clubs he's been. Looking at you, yeah. Saudis. Yeah. But yeah. um I'd the same way I'm with FSG. Yeah. yeah. So so who knows what's going on or what's going to happen? I have a feeling it's going to be a very long, drawn-out process. And if there are consequences, years, yes, yeah, there's a good chance we won't see them till very, very, very far down the line. That being said, I really can't speak to the effects it's going to have on daily operations or anything. Um, as far as I know, the money's still flowing. Will this affect FFP? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, money is still flowing. So uh, at this point, probably not. Um, yeah, but uh, we're we're talking about the club. We're talking about the important things. Yeah, right? well, 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 we're not because really the the world wants to know what impact is this going to have on Taylor Swift yeah. coming to play at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, will the Jaguars <laughs> still be able to play at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Will the go karts underneath the stadium still have? Oh fuel? my god! Like, oh my god! We don't know. These are the questions we are asking. Oh. Harry Kane, step aside. <laughs> These are the important topics. Um, yeah, and I have no idea. I really don't know. Like I said, nobody really knows Joe and what he does or what impact he has. Other than I telling, know Joe. Telling yeah, me yeah, what yeah. to do. Um, so we'll see. It's it's going to be interesting. I really don't think we'll see any effect on this season, per se. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe no more T-Swift concerts in the meantime. Yeah. But well, well, so so I hadn't heard of Joe Lewis nobody has. until this summer. Nobody has. But it wasn't the insider trading where I first heard his name. I first heard his name because he told, because apparently there were reports that he told Daniel Levy that if Kane would not sign a new contract this summer to sell him, which is an interesting dynamic added into the situation. So we've been, we've been 
getting to this point, and I'm sorry if you can hear a cat yelling. You <laughs> probably can at this point, but you might be able to in a bit. Um, uh, Kane. <sighs> Leah just totally threw me off. Uh, all right, so he told Levy to sell Kane if Kane uh, does not sign a new contract. One, coincidence? Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs the money? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's where that money's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there um, would be riots. <laughs> um, I, on the topic of, we were just talking about Brighton, and how if they sell Caicedo for that amount of money, it's great that you got that money for him. You got so little time, though. And Caicedo is a fraction of importance to Brighton, to what Harry Kane is to Tottenham. Tottenham have gotten two bids so far, from my knowledge. You can, you can. Are you including the PSG bid? No, no, I'm not okay. including it because Byron's. Yeah. It's Byron. It's primarily Byron. So, I've seen 70 million euros and 80 million euros. Those are the two bids. I think I saw 88 with add-ons. 88 with add-ons, which is even more. So those two have come through, and both have been rejected. Yeah. If. He gets sold this summer for the hundred million yep. that that everyone's that that Levy seems to be looking for. I mean, pat on the back for Levy, but then, like it's it, it's just like okay, you sell him for that, great, good for you, gold star on top of your paper. We'll put it on the fridge. Incredible. You have, say it goes through in a week. You've got three weeks to replace to. Re- Fund the rebuild for Ange Postacoglu. Yep. That is ridiculous. That is such a short timeline to spend that money and bring people in for that. No, it absolutely uh, Does that make it, like, like how do you, when I phrase, like, yeah. that's what I think it about when I think about this. It doesn't change my mind on what needs to happen. If he's going to get traded this this summer, it get it done. Get it done. Be done with it. Get the money in. And the reason it doesn't concern me like Caicedo does is because I... So we talked about it on the last pod. We talked about some potential signings we were looking at. That money is going into our defense. It's going into our back line. We're going to sign... We were looking at Vandervan. We were looking at... um, God, I was trying to look up who else it was that we were looking at. Um... And I'm not... I'm not finding the names. You you keep going. But... but, um, there were there were two potential defenders we were looking at, and that's where that money is is going to go. And the reason I'm not worried is because it feels like these deals are right on the line to being done. And if we do get that money in, taps over. Taps over. Yes. Yeah. Then that money, you know, pushes both of those deals or one of them at the very least over the line. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not worried because the foundation, the groundwork for those, there's already an open dialogue going on. Between, I'm not yeah, that okay. concerned about it because okay. that's been that's been rumored since literally the beginning of the summer that we were we were looking at them. So I know there's a plan. Am I concerned about just more change added on top of the whole Ange Postacoglo integration and whatnot? Not really. I just honestly, man, what it really comes down to is I want the Kane saga done one way or another. If he signs, great. If he doesn't, we get the money and we sign the defense and we stop conceding egregious amounts of goals and a Postacoglu system that is already going to concede a lot, a lot of, of goals. goals. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, 
So I just want to see deals done. You know, I just want to see deals done. Yeah, yeah, know? especially for Ange, who it's it's get the man what he needs. It's his first season. Well, and especially both of us have done a lot of looking into Ange Postacoglu, like as a person, what he'll bring to Tottenham. Yeah. The one thing that I've seen throughout all the clubs that he's gone to, massive overhaul. Yeah. Always, always a fine. massive overhaul. Which is fine. Which I is, have no problem. We're which ready is fine. for the which, change. Which is fine. But as you just said, in a great point, that um, he needs money. And we need to get the signings in. Because, he, one, his system is very specific. Yep. It's his way or the highway. I don't even think Kane... Sorry, finish, finish what you're saying. No, no, no. I, I have a different point to make, but okay. you, you go. What I was going to say was that I don't even think Kane fits his system. Kane does not fit his system. Kane is drops in. Kane is a lot yeah. of things. Kane is a lot of things. He's a great distributor. He's a great striker. He's not fast. He's no. not a pacey guy. Yeah. So, and you saw it, and it was commented on a lot of the other podcasts I listened to as well. It was it was the one one of the takeaways everybody had was that Kane one when he does drop back, he's supposed to be in the box in the end system. He's not there, obviously, if he's in the midfield distributing to the wings. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. there, right there, you have an issue. And then, when he is in the box, he's not, he needs space. He's not beating a center back one-on-one. He's not going up for headers, oh, he's, he's not, no, yeah, 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 He's yeah. not. And so, what you saw in the most recent game against um, City Sailors, I can't remember the, the first part of their name, but it was, um, I'll look it up in, in a little bit. But, in the last preseason game he played, he was, he was practically invisible. He, he, he got very few touches. He had very little impact on the game. And it just, it was very evident that, hey, this isn't, this maybe isn't working, you know. So, like, again, that's just more fuel for the fire in terms of, you know, the, the, the sell cane cause. So, I'm just, you know. Like it's, Lion City Sailors. Yeah, what the City, yeah, fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where are they? What is this? Are they chi- What? <laughs> what is their team? Where are they from? Dude, I don't even know. Dude, you're you're we're all over the place. Your new signing goalkeeper looked that bad against yes. Lion City Lion Sailors. City Sailors. Yes. <laughs> that's not a good thing. No, it's that's not. not a good thing at all. But so yeah, no, that's kind of like uh, oh, I'm going in circles. Third now. in the S League. <laughs> what is the S League, dude? Singapore National League? What? <laughs> Hey man, they're sneaky. <laughs> they're oh, sneaky. Man. I will say, I will say that that Tottenham won five one. But oh my yeah, god, dude! Charleston recorded his second hat trick, which was fantastic. Yeah. For another, you know, obviously other reasons. Oh, like, and then also, also on the scoring sheet, Giovanni Lo Celso. Yes, Lo Celso, who I don't want to Europa, go to, Europa League winning. I can't. No, yeah. wait, no, 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 no. Just kidding. No. He was at Villarreal. I was thinking of Eric Lamella. Well, he's Never also mind. Argentinian. Was he on the World Cup squad when they won? I doesn't. I don't know if he was, but yeah, I was. I, I was think, going at. I don't want to get but. too deep into that because that's an entirely other can of worms. Yeah, yeah. He's impressing, and everybody really did not anticipate him coming back to the team. But anyway, Lo Celso or Lo Celso? Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, especially because no. I feel like he fits. He fits. He, he definitely fits. fits. Uh, so uh, something to keep an eye on for sure. But um, yeah, no, I and and to you know. I'm obviously sell Kane at this point, but clearly something has changed because all the podcasts I normally listen to who are vehemently, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Vehemently. Vehemently on the side or of the opinion that we need to keep Kane. Mm-hmm. He's integral. He's one of our own. He is like the roots of the club. There's been a, there's been a, a change. 
there has been there has been some serious shifting and word has come out from inside the club I can only assume or from from people in the know that he's leaving interesting like like very like confident takes that he's leaving the get if that if that's the opinion Get the money in. That's what I'm saying. People need to learn Andrew's system. Stop beating around the bush. Not only does the entire team need to learn... Alright. I'm I'm continuing to harp on the same point. A new point. Interesting point to make. Mickey Vandevin. I knew this about Tapsoba, but I didn't know this about Vandevin. Both of them have played in a back three system at their clubs. They were starting center backs in a back three system. Yeah. So... If they get brought, like, both of those links being the most concrete links right now. Yeah. Does that mean, did Ange play a back three? No, I think he's a back four. I know he's a back four, yeah. typically. Yeah. But I didn't know if he played a back three. There's because been... of the transition, like, like Harry Kane, or Harry Maguire is another great example of this. Where Harry Maguire does fairly well for England, especially when compared to his Man United. And he... In that system, he's playing in a back three. Uh-huh. In England, he's playing a back two or back four at Man United. There's a transition. There's a learning for sure. Uh, the the general opinion, and I, I subscribe to it too, is that we will be playing a back four, okay. especially with with Yudogi um, coming in. Yeah, yeah. And and we also, I mean, Udinese legend. Yeah, yeah. Udinese yeah. legend. Shout out, Dill. Um, we've also got Spence. You know, Jed Spence as well. He still exists? He's still around. Conte Stad Ren. Conte uh, banished yeah. him to, yeah, God knows where. Um, but he's still around. Um, so, yeah. No, I think we play it back for it just because I, I don't think Ange is going to change it up too much. We might see both. Honestly, we might see it. We might see both uh, at the beginning just to see what's kind of working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the general direction is a back four. And realistically, I think we get Tap Sobel. Or Van der Ven, and I think our back line looks a lot like um, it's probably going to be Romero. Davies or no? Davies? So Davies might act as a, a backup left back. He actually did really well last season as a left back. I don't, he did as a left I back, don't, yeah. And, and he'll, uh, like, we'll probably keep him around. But for he's the a really good, like, he's ball playing. Like, he's, he's, he's good. He can play playing. with the ball at yeah, his feet. Yeah. I think we probably keep him around for the versatility. He can either, you know, play backup center back or backup left back. Um, but yeah, I think it probably looks like. Uh, Romero, Van Ven, and then maybe Longley or Davies, oh, yeah. one of the two. Totally. I thought Longley was on loan. He is, but I think he had an option to buy, and I don't think we've triggered it yet, but if we don't get both of our center backs that we want, I could see us triggering them, okay. just to gotcha. fill the gap. Um, well, uh, still a lot to come on Tottenham, I think is clear to say. Uh, it's a lot up in the air. We'll see what, we'll see what happens there. We're going to move on to the other club, another club that has done a, a lot of work uh, this this summer. And, of course, I mean PIF. <laughs> uh, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia has done a ton of work. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, shout out PIF. Yeah, shout out uh, Pete. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wonder if Pete's PIF jersey has come in. Uh, uh, probably not. Yeah, not yet. Um, still waiting for those to release. Yeah. So, Alan St. Maximan uh, of Newcastle fame is going to Al Ali for $30 million. I don't know what that is in pounds or euros. Please don't ask me to uh, translate that. What do you think but, of that number before we get into it? I think it sounds reasonable. $30 million? 
to be honest. I don't know what his contract is looking like. He's a gifted player. Like, he's an incredibly player. gifted player. He's He doesn't score as much as one no. would definitely like. But I don't think that's an out-of-this-world valuation. I... Especially coming from a from a Saudi team, yeah. I was a little surprised at how low that number was. Okay. I just I just thought you know I don't know I he he very much fits that Adama mold. Yeah. Where where Adama uses strength. Yeah. He uses technical and skill. dribbling ability and yeah. like pace. He's got everything up until the final yeah. product essentially. Yeah. yeah. No, they're both um, they're one and the same and. I think I think that valuation I would argue is probably purposefully low lower than one might think coming, coming out of coming. Saudi Arabia oh, because weird of, how that works yeah because of certain <laughs> connections I don't know what those connections are what a great deal yeah people <laughs> smarter than me might be able to tell um, but that's getting on to the topic so they've brought in Harvey Barnes for thirty eight million. That is what that that Harvey Barnes cost eight million more. Uh, no, probably a bit more because thirty million in U.S. dollars. Yeah, I think ends up being true. probably about mid twenties. Yeah, Euro. in pounds. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, around that. pounds, pounds. Yeah, um, and I think that's thirty-eight million pounds for Harvey Barnes. That's a good deal. Yeah, if you would have told me at the beginning of the summer that Harvey Barnes and James Madison would go for less than eighty million pounds. I'd been like, dude, what? Like, that's kind of crazy. That is crazy. That is insane. Um, but then Sandra Tonali comes in as well uh, into that team. They're making some really moves. good moves. Big moves, yeah. Um, not to mention, He's I mean, we, we got it. stoked about it. He's like, very like, excited. He's riding high. Well, we haven't even talked not about that. Not on morals. Not on morals. No, no. We got to. We haven't even talked about the piece de resistance oh, yeah. of of <laughs> their system going forward. I don't know why you're laughing because he is just the the absolute key to this whole system. Of course, I'm talking about Anthony Gordon. Oh, of course. Just the the legend. Integral. Newcastle legend. Song right out the gate. I mean, Everton dude's... legend, Newcastle legend. Oh my God, he's the he's the Lukaku of Everton. Oh and yeah, Lukaku. Yeah, played at Everton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I like, but they're making really good moves. Do you do you think it's realistic? I, I it's not realistic for Pete because Pete probably thinks they're gonna win. win. The yeah, they win they, everything. The yeah, yeah, travel travels on play. Yeah. They're playing in Champions League next year. First. First, um, first European season in a long time for Newcastle. What do you think? Like, like how? How? We'll talk about two preseason predictions next, like next spot. But generally, do you think they can finish around the same area that they're that they're? I think it's tough because I definitely think Liverpool and Spurs, Chelsea, no. But Liverpool and Spurs are definitely going to have... Chelsea's getting relegated. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they've already booked their ticket. No, I mean, they, they booked their ticket when they got that coach. They they're got actually the, moving to the MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, um... They're actually going to Saudi League. Just the whole team. <laughs> the whole team. Yeah, the whole team. Yeah, only had one season in yeah. Um, But, no. I think, realistically, I think they compete for those top four spots. I don't... Like, I think it's... the new The new battle... Is going to be this season is going to be Liverpool, Spurs, and Newcastle for that that top four spot. I think you're underrating Liverpool there. 
I don't think so. But, you all have a young team now. There's yeah. a lot of turnover, a lot of change. A lot of change. Um, yeah. So I think, honestly, it's going to be really entertaining to watch. I sadly think they are going to very much compete on our level. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough taking. I, I think Aston Villa are going to be in that conversation as well. I honestly feel more comfortable saying Aston Villa is going to be around Europe than and Brighton. And I we than, trust, I guess. I, yeah. Dude, they were top three. From nowhere. From, from when, relegation. From when from when he took over, the amount of points that they gained would have put them top three. If the season would have started the day Unai Emery took over, and he didn't win shout manager out, of the year. Shout out Unai, loyal listener. Oh, my God. I love no, the, the van. That's a good yeah. shout. I do think we see a lot of, like like with Brighton, I do think we see some form of, of, of regression to the mean with, with a lot of these teams that overachieved. Just largely, again, because... There's gonna be a there's gonna be fewer places or fewer places to compete for because we'll <laughs> we keep sa- I keep saying we're gonna be you know competing again obviously we have no idea but you know I largely I feel like Spurs and Liverpool will be, again be taking up some of those spots yeah yeah so I don't know I I see them having a good team Newcastle I think is in that conversation now yeah like for yeah. the long haul and I think back earlier in the pod I think I was on record saying that. It would take, I want to say I said five years for, for Newcastle to like see the effects of the money and have like the, the support systems and infrastructure in place to utilize the funding in about a five-year time period to mm-hmm. get to the point where they're competing consistently for top four spots. Yeah. It's happened quicker yeah, I, I was about to say that I only remember your bad takes, but yeah, I mean, like, it, it is definitely happy quicker than that, and credit to Eddie Howe for that. I'm very curious about how that team translates to the amount of games that they're about to be playing, yeah. because we transitioned to the new Champions League style this year, which means... What is... I'm not familiar with So that. it's it's a giant, instead of four, instead of groups of four... It's a giant league table. No shit. So play, it's like another league. Yeah, so I think you play like eight games instead of six. So wait. So it's two more games. Who a year. makes it to the elimination round? So it's it's there's the top eight teams mm-hmm. make it to the round of sixteen. Okay. Then the next eight the next sixteen Do they teams, do it the same way? I think the next I think the next sixteen teams play for a spot in the round of 16. Like a loser's bracket. So. Yeah, essentially, essentially a playoff game. Kind of like how... Uh, you know how the third place teams in the Champions League played for Europa League? Yeah. Essentially? It's that, but for a round of... For the round of 16 in the Champions League. Does it turn into a limit, like single elimination at that point? Or Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. So if you lose that playoff game, you're then, then, you're, then I don't know if you go to Europa League or... I, I, like I think that. I don't even think you I go to... I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be an interesting... But what I mean is it's more games. Yeah. It's a I lot more clear, games, right? With, with what Arsenal has done this season, they've invested a lot in depth. Yeah. We don't even need to go into Man City right now. Yeah. Liverpool has got a fair bit of depth. Uh, especially up top. So I mean, I, like I don't. I'm curious about their ability to play in both Europe and domestically and continue to compete. Because I think to have the investment that they've had and to not be playing in Europe, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easier uh-huh. to compete for the top four spots when it's just you put your same, you put the top lineup out yeah. week after week. You're not time. worrying about t- getting tired. Yeah. 
Like, you're not worried about burnout at any point. When you're playing every three days during the fall, and then you got to carry, like, like that, that impact carries for the rest of the Like, how are you able to keep up with it? So that's, we'll see what happens with them. Um, so you're worried about depth, primarily with them? Uh, a little bit. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more in the next pod, but... Um, uh, you know, uh, you know who's been a great depth option um, for for Arsenal. That's not even a good transition. I could have done so we much. Don't, better. It's a tough one. Nah, tough nah. One. Let's just so so Kai transition. Kai Havertz um, of Chelsea fame. You know, noted world renowned striker. World renowned. <laughs> I mean, noted banger in of goals. Um, is the only player is the first player and the only player to not score in the MLS All-Star Cross and Volley Challenge. Bro, I didn't even know he competed, but that's crazy. That is <laughs> wild. Like, all you have to do is make one. He didn't even make one of them. I don't know if there's a goalie in that for it. Um, I honestly don't want to know. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say there is a goalie in there. But it'd be even so, that is Come on. Well, I mean, we, make it harder to bro, roast we you, dude. On, we shit on Kai so much. It's going to be unbearable if he actually gets playing time at Arsenal and actually tears it up, like makes a contribution there. I I was curious. So how long do you think it takes before the perception of him being a bottler changes? Do you think he ever lo- like he starts hitting the net, man? Like literally, what? like he's never the problem with Kai, and this is like I one I don't think he's a good player. Like he like he he's a Premier League player, sure, but he is he has been played as a striker for Chelsea so many times, and I've watched it fail so many times, like badly, badly. Like, like it's not even like close. Yeah, like it's just yeah. like zero zero. Uh, threat at all in my opinion and and it just and, and, and on the contrary to all of that it it feels like an arsenal signing like it yeah. does feel like an arsenal signing and i i hesitate to say anything because i know there's a chance he goes in and absolutely contributes a shit ton and does well played in the correct position that isn't striker yeah but I think he's just a, a part I, I think he's a person for me that I, I don't I, like if he bangs in 30 I don't think I'll ever have the I don't think I'll ever shake the perception of him just being a choker <laughs> well in then front he fits in right in yeah, Arsenal man. yeah it's it's 100% nice one yeah um, bottle. Uh, moving on to a bit of USMNT news super quick uh, Christian Pulisic confirmed Captain America, Pulley Goat, LeBron James of soccer, um, has moved to AC Milan. There's an agreement in place between, uh, there's a verbal agreement between um, AC Milan and Valencia for Yunus Musa to move there as well. Two Americans going to AC Milan. This guy, the American Project reboot in, yeah. in Serie A. Yeah, I could, I could definitely be on board for this. If only I've been wanting. Christian Pulisic to move for so bad because I want to get I want to get his see cl- him. well I, I want to see him one yeah two I want to get his club jersey but AC <laughs> Milan's jersey looks like fucking dog shit absolutely it's season, horrible yeah. it's genuinely the worst jersey I think they've ever had um, but yeah we'll see what happens with them they'll be playing in I don't know if they made Europe I actually don't know if they made Europe 
But um, uh, he'll be playing in a team that is definitely trying to compete for Europe. I think he went there because he was going to be guaranteed playing time. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. And, that, and that's what I saw. And a lot of playing well. time. So uh, it'll be really exciting to see him week in, week out. Um, but the real question, and the one that we need to be asking, what does this mean for Udinese? I, I mean, I, I, one, I'm the wrong person to ask that question. <laughs> to. The right person to ask that question to isn't here, and it's yeah. been a while since we had an appearance. We're still, we're still, in cor- we're still corner. We're yeah, still corner, man. We need to get that. At, maybe, maybe we'll get him back on, and we can, we can approach that question personally. Yeah, I'm not qualified to speak on it. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the insider info need to know guy when it comes to Udinese. Yeah, maybe we'll get the Serie A pod, Serie A podcast uh, up and running. We'll see. But yeah. Um. All right, you ready for the for the quote of the yeah, day? Close us out with a quote of the day. Um, I love this quote of the day. Also. So this is a quote from Facundo Buonanotte, who is a uh, a teenager signed uh, by Brighton. He, I think, last year was his last year was his first year there. It might have been the year before, but I'm pretty sure it was last year. The quote from him is: "It was windy and cold on going to Brighton for the first time." It was windy and cold. It was getting dark at three in the afternoon, and I was thinking, "Where have I gone?" I wanted to kill myself, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> Viva la Brighton. <laughs> that one, the, the the one thing I've heard from this is the phrase like this doesn't translate as well. Into it seems a, a bit. Yeah. So I the, apparently the I wanted to kill myself in Argentina like there's a phrase that's reported sure. that it's like it's like a, a saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an idiom for that. Um, which seems like a bit of a harsh idiom, um, but dude, he went to Brighton, which is like the lowest, it's the, (laughs) like, it's one of the lowest down teams besides Bournemouth and Southampton. Brighton is, is, I think Brighton is probably lower down than either one of those. I mean, it's literally on the coast. Yeah. So it's going to be like that. Imagine if you went to fucking Newcastle, dude. Like, (laughs) Like what? Like what? You're complaining about moving to the Premier League and you're complaining about it getting dark early? Dude, yeah, imagine if he would have gone to fucking, yeah. It's not even, like, the thing is, like, that, that's not even, like, an exclusive to, to Brighton. Like, it getting dark early. Like, I have to assume it's getting dark everywhere they have the at best the same out. time. Yeah, and, like, they have the best out of it. Out of the, out of the Premier League, it's the nicest thing there, yeah. It's just like, dude, oh my Maybe god. the Premier League isn't your destination yeah. choice. No, that's a that's a good way to end it, um, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can reach us at the bootenhearth or at gmail dot com. The bootenhearth pod on Twitch. Uh, the bootenhearth podcast on Discord as well is another way you can kind of get in touch a little more directly if uh, if we're not answering our emails. Um, but yeah, we're looking to kind of get back into the swing of things here now that things are ramping back up. I think we're gonna do what? What are we planning for the next one? Uh, Thursday. Yeah, I think ish. we'll probably we'll probably get one recorded uh, next week. We'll probably really or this week. We'll probably re- release it next week or something. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for tagging along. We had a lot of fun recording this, and yeah. uh, we will catch you guys on the flip. Thank you. Uh, thanks for hanging out.